Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, it's baseball night in San Diego as the Padres take on the Mets for their third of four games. And in studio, having a grand old time host and Padres social hour, it's Mike Janella. Oh, he's having a good time. He's loose. That's the way he is all the time. Right. And you don't want someone to not be themselves. Alongside Mike, it's Bob Scanlon, who's focused only on doing a great job here on Padres social hour. We got to a rough start today because I came in, I was all focused on the show, what we're going to talk about. I came in with my head down, walked right past my buddy right here, and he yeah. called me he out. He did not like that one not bit. At all. Yeah. And rounding out the crew, it's Mike Grace, who likes being a co-host on Padres Social Hour, but dreams of going behind the set and producing with Blooper. I love you, Blooper, so I'd love to get back there one of these days, but it's, it's pretty awesome. Whoa. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padres Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Mike Grace. Whoa, Gracie, buy him a drink first. Jeez, man. I'm a gentleman. Laying it on thick. Finding out about the man crush around here, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, it's coming out. Happy Saturday, everybody. It is baseball night in San Diego, and a beautiful night it's going to turn out to be. Welcome inside the AMR studio. It's been a couple nice baseball nights in San Diego lately. Four out of five, six out of eight. Where'd this team come from, huh? This is fun. This is the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, gelling. They're gelling. Just uh, <laughs> becoming a team. It's perfect. A lot of good baseball, man. It's amazing what baseball. happens when you pitch well, field well, and hit well, right? Right. And it's incredible. Yeah. Amazing results. What else do you miss? Yeah. Right? Timely yeah, that's hitting. It. That's yeah. the key, right? Uh, with Mike Grace, Bob Scanlon, Mike Janella here. Uh, join the conversation. Use hashtag PadresSH as always. And also feel free to jump in on the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Now with you two guys here, uh, Scan, I have some fan mail for you that's been accumulating up near my really? desk. Wow. Mike Grace, have you ever gotten fan mail in your life? No. No. Me either. I, I was so hoping this, you, this one's ticking, though, so you can hold on to that <laughs> one right there. Go ahead. Uh, it's a 540 <laughs> start tonight. Bartolo Colon and James Shields. We have the very popular Bob Scanlon. We also have Mike Grace. Speaking of ticking clocks, Literally, you may be yeah. leaving at any moment. And yeah. tell us why. Uh, my wife is six days late. Oh, my. Giving birth to our first child. So uh, yeah. You're on call, man. Yeah, I got the phone. Uh, that's not her calling. That's somebody else pretending and making me look at my phone because they, they yeah. know what's going on. If you're listening or watching you have Mike Grace's phone number, call him at any point in the next hour. He is literally on Razor's Edge. It's going to be hilarious. Have you guys tried all the tricks? Has she been going up and down stairs and taking walks? and Yeah, we've got yeah. stairs in the house. Uh, yeah. Our buddy Jesse suggested eggplant parmesan is uh, one of the Really? Jesse Agler? That's okay. she, she hasn't tried that yet. Now, I want to so. ask you this, Mike. I've never been involved in, uh, in childbirth before. <laughs> Bob, you're a father, so maybe you have some more advice. Uh, not that I know of, at least. There might be kids running around that I just have no idea on. But if you work in baseball, why couldn't you plan this better so that it wasn't due sometime in the offseason? Why is the baby due in the middle of, a middle of May? You're not a rookie here, Mike. What are you uh, doing? Because my wife really did not want to be pregnant, heavily pregnant, during the hot days of summer. So she's going to deliver, and she will not be pregnant when it's hot. So wow. I uh, – I Gave way to her wishes there, and uh, couldn't be happier. That's a smart so. move on his part. Plus, he's not traveling. You know, normally in the yeah. baseball world, if you're traveling, you plan those things out. Fortunately, my, my kids were in the off season. Uh, but, I feel uh, like it yeah. could have been done better. I think maybe yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. But, but if uh, he had, we wouldn't have a chance to talk about it. So that's this a good is, point. You brought us at least two minutes of content. There's so content. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I, I do think he's a he's a very considerate little guy, though. He knows there's a homestand going on. He didn't want to pull me away from work. The social hour blooper was so concerned all week. So uh, you know, he was just waiting for the right time as soon as the show's 
over. I'm Thoughtful. sure he's going to start Thoughtful. that process. Yes. I have Bill Center on standby just in case. Yeah, we got Bill. We got <laughs> bullpen right Bill Center just in case Mike Race has <laughs> to get racing Bill. out. All right, another win last night for the Padres. It was a 2-0 victory over the Mets, and it was a great pitching performance by Drew Pomeranz, but also John Jay had a great night, and he is our hero of the game. Uh, Jay with the three-hit performance, also his normal uh, great center field, three for four, the run, the RBI, and really against a guy like Syndergaard last night, helped get that first run started. I mean, if you're going against Syndergaard, you got to strike early, right? If you're down zero runs, three, four innings down the road, that's when you're toast. So I think uh, for John Jay, I think he had the best performance of the night, even better than Drew Pomeranz on the hill. No, it's nice to show that those guys are human, right? Because you come in, you, you go through the scouting reports, and you hear about the 100-mile-an-hour fastball, the nasty slider, the change, you know, all this stuff. He's unhittable, right? Well, no, you prove right away that he is human. He is hittable. He is mortal, Thor, that they call him. Uh, and it's a great job by John Jay to get things going. Yeah, he hit the ball really hard. Uh, nice coming from that left side. Uh, maybe a little easier to see the ball, or actually not easier, but still uh, hit the ball hard. And uh, I feel like his defense has been picking up lately too. I think maybe he's getting a little more used to the LED lights, uh, playing here at Petco, a bit bigger field. So uh, really stepping his game up. And last night, uh, clearly the hero. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, and the, uh, his performance with runners in scoring position keeps soaring too. He's batting over 500 in that regard. So uh, he's been really a well-rounded, good player, getting uh, a lot more on track than he was earlier in the year. So. Uh, John Jay, our hero of the game. Hero of the game is brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. Uh, what I loved about the game yesterday afterward, too, Andy Green, he said, you know, it's two wins in a big season of things, which is the same thing he said when they had lost those first three at the beginning of the season. It's three losses in the grand scheme of things. So I love the fact that he's just down the road, down the middle, um, just really treating the wins and the losses, not too high, not too low. He's been doing really well. Um, we have Kevin Quackenbush uh, planning to swing by here in a little bit, so uh, we're going to save some pitching talk for that. What I want to get to now is uh, this poll that I put out on Twitter about an hour ago. You guys were tagged in it, and this came up from last night's game because the game, not much to talk about. The Padres did everything great. All right, the analysis is concluded. Uh, I had a cheesesteak for dinner last night. And I tweeted out a picture of my cheesesteak and my fruit because I had grapes and melons. You know, it was a joke. I usually tweet food out to make a joke about it. And I had ketchup on my cheesesteak, which I always do. And I got so ripped on Twitter for this. And Scan's shaking his head at me right now, too. So I put out a, a poll. Is it okay to put ketchup on a cheesesteak? And right now, the results say 80% no. Am I totally off base with this? You're completely off base. Why? It is so sacrilegious to disrupt the, the purity of a Cheese sandwich coming. I mean, look, if you're in Philadelphia, you'd probably get in your butt kicked. I've right eaten now, at okay? Pat's many times, I mean, you and be I, they have to the catch up there. You're on the West Coast right now. All you're getting is some tweet action, they right? Mike, they wouldn't have the ketchup up available in any cheesesteak place in Philly if There's they didn't a reason encourage for that. it. There is a reason for that. I, you, know, you know what I believe in? Liberty. I, I want to put anything I want on any food I want. Thank you, Mike. I, I mean, come that. on. That, what that are we doesn't mean that about it's right. Look, my son does that also. He's a ketchupaholic. He puts ketchup on everything. I get it. That and, and uh, the uh, Stay One egg so A1 steak sauce. That right? I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Steak okay. sauce I don't like. It, no, it has it right I, in the name. It's, this isn't, you know, cheesesteak, tomato, whatever. Like steak sauce, it goes with steak. You have a right to put it on whatever you want. You just got to understand that, you, you know, when, when you walk out the door, you might Let get, me ask you this. You might get it, beat down because you're put, insulting somebody in terms of Will you of put a ketchup on a hamburger or a cheeseburger? Absolutely. So it's red meat, cheese, between bread. How is that any different than a cheesesteak? Because yeah. a cheesesteak has got the cheese on it. It's coming from Philadelphia. It's got a heritage behind it. You're not respecting the heritage of the sandwich right there, Mike. Wow. I think this is You're so, think so, you're so culturally insensitive, Mike. You really are. You don't understand. No, and everyone on Twitter, no one's giving me a good 
good reason. It's just, yuck, disgusting, I'm going to vomit, how dare you? But no one has given me a good reason why. Because it's the same thing as a hamburger. It's red meat, it's cheese, and it's a bread. Look, How's it, that any different? It doesn't sound good to me, personally. I, I like the way it it's cheesesteak sets up me. naturally. But, hey, man, if that makes you happy, go for it. You yeah, know? That's I fine. Mean, I, there's I too much say, judgment on this stuff in society. You know, I, I mean, come on. do behind closed doors whatever you want to do, <laughs> okay? So it's okay to do it. Just keep it behind closed doors. You don't have to you so know, share it with the rest of the world. If what I'm doing that's behind right. closed doors is, it, is just yeah. going to town on a cheesesteak, yeah, then I have a bigger right. problem. We're going to have to find you a separate it. room so you can have dinner We just don't need to know about it all, okay? Insane. Blooper, it, you got an opinion on this? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, ketchup on a cheesesteak. You of all people? No, you don't put ketchup on a cheesesteak. Why not? You, you don't like ketchup on hot dogs either. We had that discussion that's last also should week. Be, that's not allowed. Ketchup on hot dogs, anything? Yeah, you I'm okay too? with ketchup on a hot dog. I'm more okay How's with it on a hot dog than on a cheese. But I, but I realize it's meat with bread in both cases. I don't. I realize it. if I did that in New York, I'm gonna get a beat Do you, down. Do you go right. to a fancy <laughs> steak I, place and put ketchup that. on a steak there? No, because that's not a sandwich. It's a steak that you, it's a fork and knife thing. So what is, can I put is, ketchup wait, on? Is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, no, we're not getting down. <laughs> we're not going down that road. So what's okay to put ketchup on? French fries? Yeah, fries are good. I say what? everything except a steak and pasta. Yeah, pasta, I'm, yeah, against that, I'll, too. I'll that's, pass that's on the redneck spaghetti. Um, <laughs> 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 hilarious. Um, all right, so let us know again, hashtag PadresSH, what you think, because this has been, I mean, uh, I got more flack from that than anything I expected to early on in the season. Now I'm afraid to ever talk about what I eat again. It's the, inter- it's the o- internet overreaction society. It's, it's yeah. what it is. You of know? Which of which they they want to shame you. They want to shame you for members. enjoying your food. Aren't um, things worth some shame, though? <laughs> some I mean, things are. Some things are. Some things are. Yeah. Uh, so we have Kevin Quackenbush coming up uh, to get back to baseball. And we're, I'm going to ask him. I wonder if he's probably going to say, I don't care. Like, let's talk about something a little bit more important. <laughs> yeah. um, we have him coming up. Another great night for the bullpen yesterday. Uh, somebody asked me after the game last night, what is the biggest difference between this team that's doing so well now and the team that was playing so terribly earlier in the season. My response was, I think, the bullpen. Because this offense still isn't good. They're only averaging a little more than three runs a game in this eight-game stretch that they're playing so well in. But the bullpen has been great, uh, and Quack's been a part of that. Brandon Maurer as well. They've been holding the teams down, the opposition, late in the game when those tenuous leads are at their most vulnerable. So that's my answer, what the biggest positive change has been. What do you guys see? I got two things. First of all, the starting pitching, I think, has been absolutely amazing. Any time that you can go out there and outpitch Noah Syndergaard and, and Jacob deGrom, I mean, that's a, that's a big feather in your cap. And by doing it, it takes some of the pressure off the bullpen. And it allows Andy Green to go to the you know, more experienced guys in his bullpen. So by definition, you're going to have your best guys out there, and it makes your bullpen better. The other part is, and we talked about this last week, you're starting to get some production out of the middle of your lineup. Last week we talked about it. The four, five, six batters for the Padres were hitting a collective 210, and now they've been responsible for almost half the runs scored. Granted, they're not you know, pummeling guys, as you said, but at least they're contributing, and I think that's been a factor as well. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest part probably is, like you talked about the lineup, you've had Will Myers get pretty hot, even though the last couple days not quite as hot. Matt Kemp's been carrying this team. You've got your power guys, the guys you really relied on. John Jay's been doing a pretty good job. Uh, and I think this team plays so much better with the lead. So to your point, starting pitching, keeping that score zero for a while, getting a couple runs, and the bullpen has been so much better with the lead. The bullpen has been you know, a bit of a disaster when they come into games where they're down two, three runs, and then it gets out of hand. So those big blowouts, that's when the bullpen's really struggled. But uh, the back end of the bullpen, when they've got a lead, they've actually been really good this year. So that's kind of the difference. Just playing with the lead has been a big thing for this team. Were you – when this bullpen was coming in earlier in the year, from 1 to 10, how worried were you that the lead would evaporate? Pretty high. Pretty 1 to 10? 8. 
Okay. I and mean, now, I, feel, I feel decent about Rodney. You were worried at an eight level? I think so. I, a- I mean, after the seventh inning? Yeah. See, okay, I wasn't as concerned as, as Mike Well, here the problem was. was that it wasn't getting as into the seventh inning often. The starters were coming out in the fourth, I mean, the fifth. That's when it was really getting. Vulnerable. I had no idea who our seventh inning guy was at that point. I mean, nobody saw Booker coming. This has been incredible. I mean, he struggled a little last night, got out of it. But, I mean, what he's done has just been incredible. No, he's done a great job from the left side. Personally, I thought Kevin Quackenbush was going to be helpful. Brandon Maurer, for me, was just such an impact guy in the back end of that bullpen last season before he got overused and had to you know, sure. shut things down at the end of the season. So I looked at it and said, look, Fernando Rodney's throwing hard. He's got his changeup back. We've got Brandon Maurer at the back end of the pen as well. So I wasn't that concerned about losing leads late, but it was that bridge, and we've seen it getting out of the late fifth inning, sixth, seventh inning to get to those guys. But like you said, B- Bookter's been fabulous in, in bridging some of that gap. Um, but still, you've got Mauer's some young guys And Mauer's been lights there. out recently, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's finding his groove. And another guy, as we said, who has been great lately, he's in studio. I see him right now, Kevin Quackenbush. So make sure to, again, use hashtag PadresSH to send your questions for him. We'll get to those here in just a bit. But first, introducing the all-new Padres Flex Pass, the most flexible Padres tickets. You can purchase 8, 16, or 24 tickets with the flexibility to use them on your own terms. You choose which games and with how many people up to the last minute. Get your passes at Padres.com slash Flex Pass. Padres Social Hour keeps on trucking right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We are here in the AMR studio getting you set for game three of Padres and Mets. The Padres looking for a third straight series win. They have already guaranteed a split against the defending NL champs. And the guy that's joining us now, Kevin Quackenbush, had a big role in last night's game. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I mean, you got the, a World Series appearing team, and you got him on the ropes. We got you on the Cholula hot seat. But I mean, 2-0 against him, that's got to be nice. Absolutely. It's, a lot of, it's been a lot of fun to watch, and hopefully we can keep it going. You know, it, it, you say it's fun to watch, and actually being in the bullpen, you have the luxury of you know, watching, <laughs> watching some games. Yeah. yeah, not that you're not preparing, right? I mean, you're, exactly. you're keeping track, exactly. but still, yeah. it is kind of fun to see those matchups and to see how the game it evolves. Is, yeah, isn't I mean, it? they've got an impressive staff and an impressive bullpen, and I mean, an impressive team altogether, so to us to get the first two is, is huge. All right, Kevin, the first question I want to ask you, because this has been our big debate so far early in the show. Uh, so we had uh, a tweet come in from Freshers Hest uh, saying, Captain Crunch, hashtag food Janela puts ketchup on. So I guess that's the new hashtag that's going to start. I'm getting a lot of flack, Kev, for putting ketchup on a cheesesteak last night. Do you eat cheesesteaks, and is that okay? Is that allowed? I've seen it before. I don't do that, but <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen it. Right, but you say that with some derision in your voice, like you're judging me pretty hard. I mean, I, I couldn't do it. You, I, yeah. oh, all right. So <laughs> Kevin Quackenbush is on team no ketchup. Yeah, on I see. My thing was, look, do behind closed doors whatever you yeah, need to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't let, let me live, see, people. Let, let me, see let you me do eat it, my cheesesteak yeah. in peace. Man. Um, all right, Kev, you've been, I mean, you've been lights out lately now, six appearances without allowing a run, but at the beginning of the season, you were struggling, finding your stuff. What's the difference in your game between the beginning of the year and your groove right now? Um, we made a few mechanical adjustments and uh, kind of just get my confidence back a little bit. I mean, putting up a zero is huge. I mean, I was, I was struggling there for a little bit and putting up a zero and then being able to build on that has, has been big. You know, from the mechanical side, are those just little tweaks that you're doing usually? Are they yeah, things that you've worked on before? Little or? tweaks with my hands and my timing and stuff just to, just to get on the right track. Yeah. Any kind of stuff you can elaborate on, or is that state secrets? No, I mean, nothing, nothing big. Just make sure I'm breaking my hands on time, making sure I'm not moving too much. Just kind of simplifying my mechanics, really. 
Isn't, I mean, you know, Scan, a lot better than me. Uh, isn't it weird how sometimes such a little thing like that on the mound can make such a big difference? Because to me, when I hear mechanical adjustments, I think some huge thing, some big thing with the leg kick or some big thing with the drive, but sometimes it's really something that a person like me will never even notice. Is yeah, that, a lot of times it's right? super yeah. small. In fact, Absolutely, most of the time yeah. it is such a, a tiny little thing. Absolutely. I mean, most of the time it is very, very small, little adjustment. Yeah. I mean, it's, who brings that to your attention, by the way? Is that something that you guys sit down and look at the video of Bach out there yeah, in the bullpen and see uh, something? Or? That was Bach and Balls both brought it to my attention, and we both looked at it and said, yeah, that we could make a change on that. And, and like you said, as much as you're making the change, there is no substitute for putting up a zero, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all exactly. Like, man, I feel great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> confidence, though. That's the word you just use, the word that athletes <clears throat> use all the time. Uh, this bullpen seems to be gaining confidence now. Rodney's obviously doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bookter's been almost untouchable Amazing, this year. Yeah. Uh, but you and Brandon Maurer, he had some struggles too. When you guys are as a group this collectively confident, how good can this bullpen be? Because you've got a lot of pieces down there. I think the sky's the limit. I mean, you've seen it the last couple games. I mean, we've, we've been throwing the ball really, really well. So I think we can keep building on that. You know, you've been getting going. the ball a lot, Kev, four out of the last six days, I think it is. And mm -hmm. uh, that, that's always a good thing. You want to get the work, exactly. and, the, and the better you're throwing, the more they want to work. Where's that balance for you in terms of, you know, wanting to get the work in, but also, hey, it's a long season. I would like the ball every night, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's good days to get rest, but, I mean, when, when things are going well, you want the ball as much as you can get it. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, as a guy, too, that was here last year, it's a lot of new faces, you know, Bookter, Rodney, uh, Maurer, it does come back, but Perdomo, Villanueva out there in the pen. Did you take it on yourself to kind of be uh, not, not a leader of the bullpen, but sort of like, hey, guys, welcome to, welcome to San Diego, welcome to the team, welcome to this bullpen. Did you put a lot of that on yourself? Um, not really, no. I'm not a, not a big communicator, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not, uh, but, um, no, I said, uh, you know, welcome to San Diego. This is you know, welcome to the Padres bullpen. Welcome to the dungeon down below. But uh, is that what you guys call it? <laughs> yeah, I like it. And then the next job is to hand the candy bag to somebody, exactly, right? So exactly, who's in charge yeah. of it this year? Uh, we have two candy bags actually this year. We have uh, Perdomo with one and Booker with one. So nice. Yeah. Are I they sharing it equally or? No, there's two different ones. Oh, there's two different bags. Yeah, so, so twice as many goodies. I, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. So let me ask you, Perdomo, I get rookie guy. You know, he's a young kid. Yeah. Booker, he's new to the team. It's he's still a rookie technically, yeah. but the way he's pitching. Does, can Bookter ever pitch himself out of candy bag duty if he stays uh, scoreless for, like, three months? Absolutely not. No, he's, <laughs> no. he's locked in. Man, that's brutal, <laughs> that's man. That's issue, brutal. Man. I don't know if he would want to get rid of it now anyway. I mean, he's <laughs> Maybe they're good That's a great point. Right? Yeah. yeah, when you're going good, you don't want anything to change. That's crazy, that's, that's man. Crazy. If it was me, I'd be like, guys, I've thrown, you know, 13 straight scoreless. Let me give this off to somebody else. <laughs> Why do you want to mess with the mojo? Keep yeah. carrying that thing, I guess thing, man. so. Man, that's wild. Um, all right, Kev, so what's, uh, what's working on now for you moving forward? What's the important thing to, for you to work on now that you've got yourself back in a rhythm? Uh, mainly just getting strike one. I mean, if I get strike one, then I can really attack the hitter and, you know, go from there. So that's the biggest thing right now. You know, I'm always afraid to bring up stats to guys, so I don't know how you are about it, but I'm going to bring one up to sure. you. Is that okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Left-hand batters, only two hits against you all season long. Yeah. I mean, two for 17. That's pretty impressive. Doing anything yeah. different against the southpaws this year? Um, throwing a lot more inside on them. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that should should have said that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, nobody watches this that's show like, anyway. Yeah, it's like the Dino to watch <laughs> yeah. the guys' feet now. They're six inches exactly. off. It's like let's yeah. get back to the outside. Nah, so. it's cat and mouse. Yeah. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for swinging yeah. by. Yeah, continued best of luck. Yeah, it's thank been you, a great yeah. stretch here. We hope you keep it going. Thank keep you. Up the yeah. Great work, man. Thank you. All yeah. right, that was Kevin Quackenbush on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're gonna come back with more Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere.
You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. So even Kevin Quackenbush gives me some some flack for my ketchup on the cheese stick. Hey, he's a man of culture and fine taste. I cannot buy an ally. Unbelievable. No. Yeah, you're, you're I'm on an island, I'm on, Mike. It's okay. You're on I'm on ally. your side, and, and I get disregarded there. Nobody, whatever. Uh, I, next, next major league inning you pitch, Grace. Maybe your opinion will carry a little bit more weight. Uh, we that'll, had be a, an, we that'll be had, an awful situation, right, by uh, the way. Yeah. Uh, we had a question for Kevin come in right as he was leaving the set from uh, Jack Whittington, 39. Wanted to ask, hey, Quack, how often do you trim the beard? So I asked him off camera, said we're going to address this. He says only once every couple months. Like, I thought you want to at least maintain what he has, but no, he just lets it go. I was kind of surprised that it actually looked a little tame today compared to what we normally see, because sometimes it, it gets a little yeah. wild. Doesn't Maybe it after, unruly? probably after he warms up, gets a little sweat flowing or something like that, yeah. probably bushes it out a little yeah, more. Yeah, expands. Yeah. You know, he, he gets the frizzy. He had his you know? pregame comb on or yeah, something. Yeah, he was looking yeah. sharp. He was. Exactly. Um, we're going to get to the uh, AMR injury report here in a second, but first, want to let anyone know that missed the show yesterday. Uh, did you guys see the results of the me and blooper on the base pads? Against well, what was the final? It was Adam Rosales and Bartolo Colon. Uh, we both lost miserably. It was pretty bad. But the good news is, for anyone who didn't see it yesterday, we got a lot of people asking, how can I see it if I miss the show? It's now available. If you head to Padres.com, go to the video section, you'll be able to see us in all our unathletic so glory. Proud. So proud. So proud. Uh, blooper, you couldn't do anything to stop this from going public? No, like I for did, my sake, I had to post it. Unbelievable. I'm just glad that neither one of you guys are on crutches right now. Yeah, you know? we are no not injuries. On the injury that's a yeah. God, you're a positive good. person. Yeah, I love it. That's a good thing right there. You're also a professional because that leads us right into the AMR injury report on which Blooper and I are not. So good job, Scan. Uh, so basically, we had some news today from Andy Green. Uh, the two pitchers that are on the DL, so Thornton and Edwards plus uh, Alexia Marisa and Yang Hervis Solarte, are heading to Arizona. Once the team heads out from San Diego this weekend, they're going to be doing some uh, more rehab there, some extended spring training before they go on an actual rehab assignment. So those guys are now getting closer. That's good. Uh, Corey Spangenberg's still not at that level yet, but those other guys moving along. So that's encouraging. Yeah, it's always a good sign. When they ship them off to Arizona, that's sort of the final launching pad before they get into uh, some minor league games, some rehab assignments, and come on back. Look forward to having them. Yeah, especially Solarte. Like I said, I think he's a, a big part of this team, especially the offense, his spirit, his personality. I think he uh, does a lot for the team, brings an energy that uh, sometimes is missing when he's not in that lineup. Yeah, and all the other pieces that move around as a result of him being in there, we talk about that too. So uh, very important. But, yeah, we'll see. That should be the next step before they are back in Padres uniforms. American Medical Response is the emergency medical response team for Petco Park and wants to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. All right, big story outside of sports this weekend, the new Marvel movie. And I'm a huge Marvel movie mark. What Star Wars is to you, Grace, that's what Marvel is to me. And it's Got Captain it. America Civil War. <laughs> and basically, no spoilers, Twitter, please. I know you guys love doing this. I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> now that I've said that, I'm going to get... It's too late. They're only rolling so on here. Don't look. Um, don't look. But basically, it's Captain America and Iron Man are on two different sides over a government issue. And I thought, we've got a former big leaguer coming on the show today. This would be an awesome way to kind of tie in what's happening in the rest of the world to baseball. So I asked you, Scan, come up and let me know what some of the most divisive issues, what the Civil War issues of a major league clubhouse were in your day. And you had a couple good ones. And I want to start with one that was very topical this season, family in the clubhouse. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, usually it's all the same things that divide 
all kinds of empires, right? Women, food, yeah. gold, you know, those are the same types of things that, that go on in, in, in the clubhouse. What was going on in your clubhouse? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, certainly the family issue was one that came up a number of times. And, and basically what was going on, not, sometimes it's little kids, but more often than not, it's guys who want to have a bunch of extended family members in the clubhouse. Look, guys generally don't mind if you want to bring your, your brother in, your father in, something like that very early in, in the day. But later on, when it's get close to game time, and you've got your cousins there, quote-unquote cousins, right? And, and your second nephews and, the, and all these other people in there, I've seen fights take place. I actually saw a fight take place once between one of our players and a general manager because the oh, player wow. had his posse in there, and guys were getting grumpy about it. And the general manager said, hey, you've got to get these guys out. And they were actually almost ready to go to blows. We had to hold them back. So too much family in the clubhouse or taking advantage of that can be an, can be an issue. Did you think the whole Adam LaRoche, Drake LaRoche thing this year was, where did you sit on that issue? Well, I thought it was interesting because I understand a guy wanting to have his kid in there, but I also know that that's a workplace. And it surprised me that guys didn't come out early on because at first they said, oh, no, it was just Kenny Williams. And they said it was coming up because, you know, LaRoche wasn't doing well and they were hoping to get out of the contract. I thought that there was something else going on behind that. And sure enough, about two weeks later, we started hearing, you know, some players saying, oh, yeah, you know, actually it was brought up a little bit. So it didn't surprise me because there's got to be some limits. I mean, that's got to be the weirdest part because uh, so many guys had an affection for this kid, obviously. Sure. But you can also see why guys would be comfortable having a teenage boy around a major league clubhouse, the things that go on there. Uh, and, and, but that, that's their guy. Adam LaRoche is their guy, and they probably don't want to bring it up to him knowing how close he was with his son. So, you know, they probably went to the GM, maybe said something, but wanted it to be anonymous. So I'm it's just such a tough situation for everybody to no deal doubt, with. No doubt, no doubt. I'm surprised families even allowed in the clubhouse at all. I get it at the stadium or around maybe BP, but once you go behind those doors – I mean, my dad doesn't take me to work every day when I was growing up. I feel like whether it is the extended, extended family tree, quote-unquote, or even your kid. I mean, that's, I feel once the locker room doors close, that's where family should stay on the outside. There's a balance because you want your players to be happy. You want them to be comfortable. You want a family environment there, right? Because it is a long season. It's 162, yeah. and you're there every single day. So you don't want to exclude family from being there. You want guys to feel like, hey, I, I'm comfortable here. But at the same time, it is a workplace, and you do have to have respect for the other 25, 30 yeah, guys I mean, that are there. I, obviously, you can speak to it, but i got to imagine that's tough. I mean, for a baseball player, eight months out of the year, you're working every single day with basically almost no days off with right. your family. So you almost out of necessity have to bring your family to work to get to spend some quality time with them, especially kids that are in those formative years. Or so yeah. I'm, so I'm preparing myself and for And you don't want to see the kids ex have them experience the other fights that are going on, like what we were talking exactly, about. Yeah, I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's a place for <laughs> No, for there's children, all kinds yeah. of stuff that goes on. I mean, you're talking about uh, disharmony in yeah. a clubhouse. Great. I'm just letting you know now, if you bring the kid here to the social hour set, he's getting the booth. <laughs> he's getting, getting the, the booth. Wow. So don't even think about you're it. You're not allowed to have ketchup on your cheesesteak anymore. Hey, see, now these That's are the, the types of things. It's, it's, it's a Grace Jr. for <laughs> ketchup. That's Honestly, the, these are the types of things that become divisive uh, in a clubhouse, and a fight could take break out over that. We have seen them over music. I've seen it over food. Guys being, uh, you know, killing the spread after the game. Somebody goes in there and fills his plate this high, and there's no garlic bread left for anybody else. I've seen fights <laughs> over bread, that type of stuff. But nobody touched Trevor on the donut. Right. Play, leave, right? Well, you know, Hall of Famer, man. He can do whatever he wants <laughs> with the donuts. He took bites. He licked them. He did whatever he wants. Looper's itching to say something. I can tell. Randy can bring his dog to the show, but Grace is not allowed to bring his That was kid. before I, like I started it. here. That I was like before it. I started here. I like that rule. I like no family know. members, two legs or four. Right, none no, of it. Laying none the hammer down. Wow. This is uh, like I told Jesse yesterday, my show now. Right. Uh, you mentioned women, too. I want to hear yeah. about this. 
Yes. Well, you know, stuff goes on. I mean, <laughs> certain guys, story. you know. So does Blooper. Right. Okay. Well, oh! well, that's the thing. Now, now we gave Blooper the tools, right? Uh, the, the baseball tools. We gave him a baseball. We gave him a pen. The old right, school way right. before there was that Twitter. Was of how, last you know, time you were on. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, uh, guys would fight. He over. has not gotten I a single number I yet, by the way. I saw her for, no, he's, he's still over. No. Well, we got to work on that, Blooper. <laughs> but, you know, guys would fight over, you know, who saw the cute girl in the stands for what Actually, what happened a lot were, were fights going on in the family room between the wives oh and my. girlfriends and fiancés. Yeah, because there's a pecking order in the family room also. Look, oh. the wives that have been there for a long time are established, right? Interesting. But if you're a fiancé, you're not quite in yet, but you're certainly higher on the, on the, the totem pole than a new girlfriend and other girlfriends allowed into the family yeah. room. So there's all kinds of stuff that goes on there. And, of course, that carries over to the guys, right? Because if you don't have the happy wife, you don't have the happy life. And so all of a sudden, that gets brought into the clubhouse and said, hey, man, you know, your, your wife uh, said something to my fiancé the other day. So there, there's all kinds of of little stuff that goes on. And, and, and there's other things, too. I played with a germaphobe one time who didn't want to have any of the shower spray from somebody else getting on him in the shower. And that's so, oh, so wow. that's weird, weird oh, I'm telling you, there's all kinds so of... So he didn't want to play with Greg Maddox, did he? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly. think anybody <laughs> wanted to. Some of the stories we hear come out Yeah, of yeah, there's Maddox, some crazy too. stuff. So anyway, they're, they're, it's just like any other workplace. There's all kinds of, of silly little things that take place. But when you're with guys 162 days plus spring training, you know, little things are going to get under people's skin. Oh, I can imagine. Man, yeah. that's... Uh, I never thought about the, the wives versus the girlfriends or versus the fiancés. It's like, hey, I've, you know, I've got a ring on it. You don't. Like, who do you think you are? I yeah, never thought about it that no, way. No, there's a hierarchy, no doubt about it. They say in basketball, football, uh, gambling debts are a big thing, too. You know, well, a lot we, of plane rides, a lot of little uh, lot of card games going on, and yep. guys not uh, settling up, that, that tends to lead to some disharmony. Well, I have two, two stories on that. First of all, I saw a fight one time because a guy was actually cheating in a card game. It was oh. the only time that I had seen it. And it was that guy you, Bob? No, oh, it was not me. A friend me. of mine once. <laughs> a friend yeah. of mine, a six-foot-eight guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he actually uh, had a car payment due, apparently, and he, needed, <laughs> and he needed to get some money for his wow. car payment, and so he was cheating. One of the aces fell out from underneath his legs. The guy saw it. The other one was one time, there, now, there, there were some big stakes games going on in the airplane. Now, you've got the big shooters games, and you've got the little, shoot, little shooters games on these flights, right? And you've got all the big boys in the back, and they're playing cards, but there's always some guy that doesn't belong there. He wants to be a big shooter. He's, he's not making the, the $10 million a year, though. So one time we had a guy that actually lost $10,000 on a plane ride one time. Holy was not going to pay. The team wanted to trade him, and the players actually went to the team and said, look, you can't trade him yet until he gets his next paycheck because we've got to get our $10,000 back. And sure enough, after the next pay period, then he was guy gone. was off. Wow. So. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And now all of the audience is going to go sleuthing to find out if they can deduce <laughs> who that player was based on the timing of the deals in Bob Scanlon's career. Uh, that was awesome. Those are some good stories. I, I yeah, there's some I like crazy it. stuff yeah. that goes on. So we gave yeah. you all the uh, PG-rated versions here. Yeah. Uh, as we go off the air here for a break, we're going to get all the, the R-rated stuff from Bob. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think, Mike? Yeah, it sounds yeah. good. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll pepper him. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right. Uh, again, reminder, hashtag PadresSH. Let us know what you think about anything we've discussed on the show so far. Uh, I continue to lose the uh, ketchup on cheesesteak poll, which is still open. 82% of people saying no. So, man. You're on an island, baby. Man, it's okay. I, I do not like it. Um, all right. So <laughs> we're going to come back in just a bit. But first, we also want to remind you about a popular tradition from the late 90s that's coming back tomorrow. Domingo's Padres, presented by T-Mobile. Before tomorrow's game against the Mets at 140, it's a family-friendly celebration of Hispanic culture that includes food and drinks, entertainment, and themed activities. Tickets available at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the pitching matchup, and I also have a good question for you guys. Who would you trust with your life on this Padres starting staff? We're going to answer that when we come back on Padres Social Hour. 
Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Keep telling them, hey, man. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio. We've had a good crowd here today. A lot of folks coming in, coming out. Thanks for being Thanks for coming here. Coming out, guys. Yeah, nice job. Yeah, we got a, we got a good one. I, I guess when you win two in a row against the Mets, defending NL champs, yeah. the folks come on out here. At baseball like a, in San Diego. It's like a six hundred dollar picnic up there. They're not, they're not front runners though. I mean, they're all Padre fans. We see him yeah, right here at no, the ballpark. Are, they got the jerseys the on, so these are the good, good to have people. you with us. Um, the Mets will or the Mets will uh, try and get on the board, but the Padres want to make it three in a row tonight, and they hand the ball over to James Shields against the immortal Bartolo Colon. <laughs> that leads us to our uh, pitching matchup today, and it's brought to us by Water and Sports. Physical Therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. Uh, two guys who, I mean, Cologne's still doing it at his age. James Shields continuing to just eat up innings like he has for a decade straight now. Uh, who's been, what, what impresses you more? The fact that Bartolo is still pitching as well as he is into his 40s or the fact that James Shields in this day and age of five inning starts and 100 pitch counts keeps going 200 innings year after year? Mike, where are you stand on that one? I'm... <laughs> Bartolo's a little more of an oddity. I, I think what James has done, I mean, just to be a horse for that long, uh, to be able to eat innings like that, I think that's the more impressive thing. What, not to take anything away from what Cologne is doing. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, the numbers at 42 in the last few years in games that really mattered, it's pretty impressive. But if you're, if what's more impressive over that time frame, I'm going to take James Shields. That's really really needed in this game today. See, now, I'm impressed by what James Shields is. Obviously, I love that. A guy that takes the ball 200 innings. But I will say this. To me, there's more guys that should be doing that. I'm not saying for nine consecutive seasons. I mean, that's impressive. But right. it, it's just it's frustrating to me that it's such a big deal now to get 200 innings. Right. You know, when it used to be 300. So I respect what he's done. But to me, uh, there should be more people that are actually doing it. That being said, for me, Bartolo Colon, not that he's doing what he's doing at age 43. What impresses me is that he's doing it with that body. All right? To be able to do it with, with that, carrying all oh, that as around. As we saw yesterday, as Blooper now knows, he is sneakily he's more so athletic. Fast, that's the he's so fast. He's one of the fastest players in baseball, obviously. <laughs> that's that's the part that's amazing to me. So <laughs> Bartolo, I'm, cap to I, I'm, I'm with Bartolo. I'm Team Bartolo here because he's almost at 200 innings, too. I have his stats here. 194 last year, 202 before that, 190. That's all in his 40s. Yeah, James Shields, I think that's, that should be expected. What Bartolo is doing, and his ERA is in the fours the last couple of years for sure. But to be giving that kind of production at that age, at 43, I mean, well, the other part of it him. is exactly. And the other thing, Mike, for me is that the fact that he's still able to rush it up there. I mean, not rush it up there, but he's 90, 91. He used to be a 95 to 97 guy back yeah. in his prime, and a lot of those guys they blow out. I mean, yeah. those are guys that took great care of themselves, let alone, you know, the extra weight that right. he's well, carrying around. So the fact that he's still able to pitch and still basically a power guy, 85% of his pitches are still fastballs at this age. I mean, hey. Well, he walked three guys this year. Yeah. I, guess, comes at you. I guess for me it's the continuity. I mean, you have a bunch of middle years where Bartolo couldn't stay in the big leagues, whether it was injuries or performance. I right. guess that's where James Shields impresses sure. me more, and that, that's the difference for me. I mean, no, just, I, just the guy you could count on. I mean, he, he didn't even, he, probably by all estimation didn't have a great year last year. Still got to those 200 innings, adjusting to the National League. So I, I'm on big game James here. A ton of respect for what James has done. No doubt about it. Yeah, but, but, but I tip my Bartolo, hat more to Bartolo. The, the oddity, oh my gosh, yeah. And we'll see them tonight squaring nice. off. That is the Water and Sports Physical Therapy uh, pitching matchup. Water and Sports Physical Therapy, San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. All right, I want to ask you guys this, and I just put another Twitter poll out. I'm loving these today because I like hearing what the people have to say. 
So the Padres starters, the last, uh, this last round, so these last eight games where they're 6-2, the starters have an ERA of 1.65. That's really good. The last 23 games, an ERA of 2.6. That's pretty good, too. An arbitrary starting point. I get it, but still, good numbers. So I want to ask you guys, after seeing all these fellas pitch the last couple nights, and we had this discussion, I forget who was on the show a couple weeks ago, if you were to trust any pitcher in the big leagues today with a game with your life on the line, who would you hand the ball to? I'm now specifying just the Padres starting staff. Tomorrow, they say, hey, your life's on the line. You've got to give the ball to one of the Padres starters right now. Who are you giving it to? You're talking pitching performance, not zombie apocalypse, right? Correct. Because that, that's Kashner, like, in, sure. a, in, a, in, a, in a handout. He's no, stacked, it's, right? He's uh, got all the guns. Baseball he's got all the game. Weapons, right? not, yeah, yeah, we're not absolutely. talking. Yeah, no. Yeah. What, how do you even get to that? Life on the line. What, what baseball game is ever going to put my life on the line? It's Anyways. like Space Jam, you know, for basketball. It's this for baseball. Yeah. Oh, my. Not zombie apocalypse. Uh, we'll keep on the same theme. I'm going to go James Shields. I mean, this guy's been in the playoffs. He's pitched in the World Series. He knows what it takes to pitch a big game. I know he doesn't love the nickname, and, uh, but it's there. And uh, I'm going to take James Shields. I mean, experience means so much. He's going to have confidence in himself. Pomerantz has been great lately, but, I mean, the track record isn't there. I'm going to go James Shields. That's, that's a great call. I, I have no problem with that call whatsoever. However, I'm going to go in a different direction right now because there's been a young man who's taken the ball a few times to the Padres right now, and he just get, keeps getting people out time and time again. Cesar Vargas. I mean, Whoa! Yes! Look at you! Right now, I, today i got to hand the ball to somebody. I did he's, not expect that at all. He's tricking people. And I, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying they have not figured out what he is and doing And you're going to risk that they figure him out My tomorrow. Is his next they're not going to figure him out. The first time through, everybody, we've seen it time and time again. Hey, everybody has the scouting report, right? It's no secret. He's throwing cutters, fat, fastballs that cut. He's got a great breaking ball to go with it, and yet guys still don't see that cutter. They're out in front of it. They're swinging at the, off the end. They just don't make the adjustment off him until they see him a second or a third time. So at least the first time through the league, man, I am riding that Cesar Vargas train all the way to uh, zeros on the scoreboard, man. Bob Scanlon, you have uh, a lot more, uh, I don't even know what I can say that's PG rated here than I do. Mas huevos. Uh, yeah. Onions? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, some onions. <laughs> Bill uh, Rafferty. <laughs> I would go. Uh, I'm Drew Pomeranz. I'm all in on Drew. I think he's figured it out. He's turned a corner. This is a guy who's been since he got drafted. I was looking the other day. Do you remember that draft that he was drafted in 2010? Fifth overall pick, Drew Pomeranz. Yep. That's the Bryce Harper draft. Manny Machado, Chris Sale. Draft was loaded, and for him to go fifth, he's got some pedigree. I think he's finally figured it out. Especially I see last night against the lineup like the Mets. I'm all in on Drew. I think he's here to stay. He's done a great job, and one of the things that has impressed me is how well he's done in the key clutch situations. Have you seen his batting average against with runners on base? It's, uh, I it's under It's under 200. That's it's like one, 174. I mean, the bottom line is this guy has figured it out. He stays calm under pressure, and I love the big slow breaking ball. Yeah. And, and this oh. is a guy who had to figure that part out. He came to the big leagues. I remember when he was with the Rockies and Bob Apodeca, the pitching coach at the time, you know, we were talking about this young man. I said, look, he tries to throw everything through, you know, he's trying to throw marshmallows through battleships. He's trying to overthrow I've everything. never heard that before. <laughs> what does that even mean? Old school, well, think about it. You got a marshmallow that's soft, and if you throw it a million miles an hour, you might get it through the steel of a battleship. So you're just trying to overthrow. You're trying to right. just uh, muscle everything, and you just can't pitch that way. So he's been a project. He's had to learn it, and he is figuring it out. And now with that big, slow hook that he throws, he's keeping guys off balance, even with runners on sc in scoring yeah. position. Uh, so the poll is up right now. It's on my handle, at Mike Chinella. You can also find it using hashtag PadresSH. They only let you put four options on a Twitter poll. So I had to put Colin Ray 
and Cesar Vargas together as one, the two rookies, I figure. Okay. So we'll throw them. So yeah. it's Kashner, Pomeranz, Shields, or Ray slash Vargas. Vote! Let us know. When we come back, we'll take a look at what you guys think on that poll and also a look at today's lineup. For the first time ever, the Padres are hosting a series of week-long summer baseball camps across San Diego County for boys and girls ages 5 through 12. To learn more or to register your future all-star, visit Padres.com slash play ball. On the early going in the poll, Drew Pomeranz is the leader in the clubhouse. People like me and what I got to say. We got more Padres Social Hour coming back after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. 540 first pitch, game three Mets and Padres, but we still got a little bit more Social Hour left. That poll going on, which Padres starting pitcher would you trust your life with tomorrow? Uh, the results as it stands right now, and again, at Mike Janella or hashtag PadresSH, you'll find it. Uh, the combination of Colin Ray or Cesar Vargas, 36%. That's wow. in the lead. In Drew the Pomeranz lead. has fallen to 35%. He was in the lead before the break. Yeah. And I guess my endorsement. So well, much. He's once they found out the guy that likes ketchup on his cheesesteak was ruined for, you know, that's kind of. I was trying to bury that. Losing all credibility uh, yeah. all fast. James no Shields, 26%. Andrew Kasher, only 3%. He's had a couple rough last starts. I think that's influencing the vote. Sure. Uh, Padres Geekster tweeting in. Uh, she thought that we meant anybody on the roster, and then once we elaborated, she goes, oh, wait, pitchers? None of the above with oh. my life on the line. <laughs> wow. She's just throwing in a towel. Dang. She doesn't even care, not even giving anybody a shot. She took it literally like I did, you know? Or right, right. She's really worried yeah. about her life. Exactly. But, no, she just doesn't, doesn't want to deal with it at all. Fourth all best right. DRA in the National League, those starters. So good lately. Yeah, yeah very much so. Uh, let's take a look at today's lineup, and it is brought to you by United, the proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Same lineup as last night, save me some breath, and then uh, James Shields pitching in the nine hole. So uh, it's the same lineup it's been now for three nights in a row, and that leads us to our Supercuts head-to-head challenge, and Blooper is on fire. As the Padres go, so does Bloop. He won again last night. He's won two in a row, four out of five, and he gets the first pick today. The, the goods just keep on coming. So he's got a 12-9 lead now for the season. That matches the biggest lead he's had all year at three. So, Blooper, you've been the, the hot hand, man. Who you got now? I'm going to go with Matt Kemp again. All right. Back-to-back nights. He's back-to-back taking Kemp three nights Kemp. out of four. That goes over to you now, Gracie. Uh, I know it's not creative, but uh, if he's healthy, Will Myers is a 300 hitter, and he went hitless. So, I'm taking Will Myers. All right. I like it. Both bats. It's smart. We got to do something with us when these guys are picking. Something for us to do. Hey, Bob. next time I'm, I'm on board, man. We'll, we'll come up with the real answer. Right, yeah. right, the right yeah. answer. Yeah, these, yeah. these two guys and then the, the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're okay. going to take it from Ketchup Boy? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, we are not getting that started. Uh, what's ketchup, your, ketchup, ketchup Boy. No, no, blooper, we're not. Ketchup Boy. Uh, let me see uh, <laughs> it's on. where that poll is at now. 83%. It keeps getting more in the no on the ketchup on cheese sticks. This yeah, is ridiculous. Okay. I, I don't like that one bit. Um, and now Pomeranz and Ray Vargas tied at 34% each in that poll. It's going to be a battle. So, yeah, yeah, it will be. Um, all right, so it's Myers versus Kemp in tonight's Supercuts head-to-head challenge. We will see the results tomorrow. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back with some finishing touches on Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. 
can't believe, we thought we were going to lose you, Gracie. I can't believe that you've made it the whole show. The wife still hasn't gone into labor. You know what's happening right here? It's Mother's Day tomorrow. It's going to be a special Mother's Day. It's going to be a great gift. Can't imagine. Maybe. This that would kid be is perfect with that. That would this be so cool. This kid is already yeah. overachieving. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right. I wanted to talk tonight down in El Paso, AAA. It's 70s night. And they tweeted out, or we found this tweet uh, from the throwback jerseys they're wearing tonight and the hats looking real good. The classic brown and yellow Sharp. Padres modeling. It's a throwback night. Bob, I wanted to ask you, as the only man who was alive during the 70s on this set. Wrong. Wow. Wrong. Wow. You were, I thought you were Catch born a boy in. had to go there. He had to oh, take the little ball right. at me, didn't he? Well, as the, wow. You, you don't yeah, remember anything from the I 70s. I do not remember the 70s. As the only man cognizant during the 70s, yes. what, do you what do you miss most about the good old days as a kid? You were what, like early? Disco music, man. Yeah. You're, you no, yeah, you weren't yeah, into that. Absolutely. Sure. Saturday Night Fever, everybody was into that. Are you kidding? So you were like, what, we should 12, have Disco 13, night. At, like when that movie came out? Like uh, 10, 11, let's see. Yeah, like I was that? probably around that age, yeah. I actually couldn't Very go in. I was supposed lines. to sneak in, you know, because it was one of those R-rated movies. Uh, but, yeah, you know. Freedom, baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah was going on I have Saturday, no right? idea what we're doing there. Um, you had the no, same haircut, though, It's right? going to be a good look I did. Tonight. I had bell-bottom yeah. pants. I had the same hairdo. Going, I would you know? love. Paisley, Paisley was really big back then. Next time you're on, yeah. I want to see middle school yearbook photos of Bob Scanlon. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm demanding. Uh, that poll is hot right now. 33, 33, and 31% among the leaders for the Padres wow. pitching staff. Good so, contest. Yeah, that's a good one. Maybe we'll reveal the final results tomorrow at noon when Bill Center and Ben Higgins come by for a Mother's Day show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Grace, good luck with everything, man. Thanks, Hope brother. Hope it all goes well. Thank you very much for watching Padres Social Hour. It's Mets and Pods Game 3 or 4 coming back right in a little bit. See ya.